What is up, everybody? It is Zach from App Premier Soccer Investing coming at you with yet another Slapstocks FC YouTube video. Let's get into it. The day after the last week's show dropped, match day one finished up, and there were some standout performances for many players, but four of the best were Cristiano Ronaldo for Portugal, Lukaku for Belgium, Calvin Phillips for England, and Patrick Schick for the Czech Republic. Why they got there? Ronaldo had a brace against Hungary. Lukaku also had a brace against Russia. Calvin Phillips had a man-of-the-match performance in the game-winning assist against Croatia. And Patrick Schick scored a brace against Scotland, including his goal from the halfway line that is almost assuredly going to be the year old goal of the tournament and is going to be up there for the Puskas Award, too. And then in match day two that just finished up uh, yesterday, this is being recorded on Sunday, uh, Kevin De Bruyne, Gareth Bale, uh, Manuel Locatelli, and Robin Gosses were the four biggest standouts. Uh, with Kevin De Bruyne coming off the bench in the second half and turning the game on its head against Denmark with a goal and an assist. Gareth Bale had two uh, fantastic assists against Turkey to help Wales win that game. Locatelli had a brace against Switzerland. And Robin Gosens tore up Portugal's left uh, right side, playing from left back uh, with a goal and an assist and just creating havoc throughout the match. Now uh, let's give a little bit of a group update. So Group A is now the only one that has finished playing all three of their games with Italy winning the group, having won all ga- all three of their games. Uh, goal differential, obviously, seven. They haven't given up a goal yet. They've won their last 11 in a row, I think, Italy without giving up a goal. The Wales is through the second-place team with four points. And then Switzerland is going to be left waiting, but – they, they have a decent chance of being one of the third-place uh, teams to qualify by virtue of having four points. And then Turkey, who many, including myself, thought were going to be some a uh, little bit of a dark horse contender in this summer's Euros, fell absolutely flat. Only one goal, gave up eight, no points. And then in Group B, you have Belgium looking set to win that group. Uh, they've, they've won both of their games so far, only giving up one goal. And then it's a battle for second between Russia and Finland with Denmark, you know, after just the, the horrible events with Christian Eriksen, just uh, he was the heartbeat of that team. And if he was still there playing with them, they'd probably be second in this group. But yeah, they're, they're running last right now, understandably so. And then in Group C, the Netherlands have looked pretty uh, impressive going forwards. They're probably going to finish first in six points as they were expected to. Then you have Ukraine and Austria battling it out for second. And then North Macedonia in their first ever tournament. Yeah, I mean, good on them for making the Euros, but it's going to be a pretty short stay. And then in Group D, this is an intriguing group right here. All four teams in this group going into the final match day can either finish first, second, third, or fourth, depending on how results shake out and goal differential and all that. But 
you might actually want to finish second in this group because the first place team in group D plays the second place team out of the group of death. So they'd probably be playing either uh, one of France, Portugal, or Germany. And it's a much more favorable draw if you finish second. But England and Czech Republic, both on four points, they play each other in the final match day. And then Croatia and Scotland, both on one point. Yeah, we'll see what happens. This is wide open. England has looked pretty awful. They played really negative football. Southgate has decided to go with two defensive midfielders and obviously telling them not to go forward, leaving at most four players in the attack. Harry Kane isolated in the box with two center backs marking him. He's continued to start Sterling. Well, even though he scored, it's been a bit perplexing as you have the likes of Jack Grealish, who was in fantastic form on the bench. And then Jaden Sancho, also in fantastic form, hasn't even seen the field yet. But he continues to stick with uh, Sterling and the two defensive midfielders instead of playing a more attacking style of football, which would probably be one of the defensive midfielders and then Mount next to him with the likes of like I what I would do, Grealish, Foden, and Sancho as your three, and then Harry Kane up top. And that would lead to more, much more positive style of football. But Southgate is scared to set up the team in an attacking manner, which is a waste of considering the amount of options England has going forwards. But and then in Group E, Sweden has been very impressive, able to get a tough draw against Spain in the first game, and then won their second game out, led by Alexander Isaac, the Real Sociedad forward who was banging in goals this year. He's looking like a real talent. Spain's in the danger zone right now. Only one goal through two games, a bunch of plotting possession. They don't look to be super dangerous when they get into the final third. And, yeah, they need a win or they're probably not going to make the knockout rounds, which would be a huge failure for them. And then in Group F, uh, the strongest group of the tournament, France uh, missed a big opportunity to seal their placement in the second round by drawing against Hungary. Uh, which I have to say, what an atmosphere. First game, uh, first European football game to have a full stand, I think, since COVID started. 60,000 fans in attendance in Hungary. They're going crazy as Hungary was able to draw the reigning world champions. And then Germany, who looked pretty awful against France, came out with a great performance against Portugal, absolutely dominated them throughout, deservingly won 4-2. And then Portugal's playing France. In the final round, they could be in trouble too. And then, while the years have been going on, the Copa America has also been going on. And this is structured a little bit different than the year. So they, it's 10 teams, and they're separated into two groups of five. The Zona Sur, so the uh, southern, more southern teams in uh, South America, led by uh, Argentina behind uh, Messi's brilliant free kick. And uh, he has a, had a good assist too in the first game. Chile is in second with Argentina. Tied or tied on points with Argentina and goal differential, then Paraguay, Uruguay, and Bolivia. It's pretty easy to progress to the knockouts in this, as you can see, as only two of the 10 teams will be eliminated before the uh, quarterfinals start. And then in Zona Norte, the northern part of South America, you have Brazil, who's won both of their games so far, looked very impressive. Neymar has been playing some sparkling football. Colombia with four points, Venezuela, and then Ecuador and Peru. Ecuador and Peru battling out for that final knockout round spot along with Venezuela. And yeah, and here's now what the meat, the big, a big portion of this video will be about is 
I've been seeing a lot of content and stuff over the past couple of weeks how the card market is really struggling and we're in a huge rough patch and prices are down and this and that and the other. And while that is true, prices are down from the February, March peak. I implore everyone to broaden, broaden their views just a little bit. So you can see just a, using a messy rookie card example, PSA Mundi Cromo. If you take a look from where it was in March at its peak, yeah, it's down. It's down a pretty significant amount. But if you zoom out your lenses a little bit and go back not even a year ago to last August, double the price. And then if you were even to zoom out even further to like 2019 or something, this change in price would be 10 times what it was. And that can be seen. And then also still, we have stuff causing these cards to rise. They're all, all just in free fall. It's now just becoming more and more performance-based. Messi has done a very good job with Argentina so far. Barca has made some good signings, so people think Barca might be a better team next year. As you can see, causes a rise in his prices. Next card I want to talk about. This is I'm going to talk about Holland and Mbappe, two of the kind of like bellwethers of the soccer card market. And Holland saw a crazy, crazy run up during the champ his uh, Champions League run with Dortmund, hit a high of over forty two hundred dollars. But since then, you know, has dropped off as. Dorman was eliminated and people recognize the fact that A, he probably wasn't going to transfer this summer and B, he's not, Norway isn't in the Euro. So it's going to be a pretty quiet summer for him. His prices have reflected that, but even though they've declined so heavily from their peak, they're still $557 up from they were in, uh, just the start of this year, back in February, 65% up. And that's, it would be even more if you, well, no, actually, you can't compare it from farther because Top Scrum Bundesliga is a newer release. But as you can see, the pe everything peaked in like the March area, but you still just zoom out four months ago, five months ago, and Holland cards are up 65%. That's, I mean, everything can't keep doubling and 3Xing and 5Xing forever. Stuff has to go down and up. It's how markets work, it's a sign of a healthy market. And I think this shows that. And it's just, you can look at the data on stuff like this and it's when to buy, what's the right time to buy. And what this really shows you is if you have a player, you think he think he will win a game or two, advance to the next round in the UCL knockouts and he'll score, buy before then. Because that's what caused the huge price spike in Holland cards. And then it dips, but you're still up if you're holding from that point till now. And then the last one I want to talk about uh, using this great Slapstocks Pro data, which, by the way, is completely free. If you're not signed up, go over to slapstocks.com. They have instructions on how to do so. Strongly recommend to anyone who's even remotely interested in the cards. Look at Mbappe six months ago in January. His Topps Chrome base PSA 10 Champions League was a $500 card. $600 card. It rose all the way over 2000 during their Champions League run and then is leveled off now to $1,300. But you're still up, if you bought in January, you're still up 112%. You're still up $689. Again, yes, stuff is going down if you look at it in the past two months. 
But if you look at the wider trend over the past six months, the past year, even the past two years, cards are on the rise, but everything can't just keep going up forever. There's going to be movements. There's going to be peaks and valleys. If you look at charts of the stock market and blue chip stocks over time, it, it happens to them too. No stock goes up forever. No, nothing just can rise forever. So if you can recognize the times when stuff dips and go pounce, you could be in good shape. And then Mbappe, we'll see. I'm expecting to see a rise in his cards prices and his cards prices as we enter into the knockout rounds of the Euros, assuming France keeps winning, which they probably will. They have a fantastic squad. And then we might see him starting to approach his peaks again. We'll see. But again, Yes, stuff is down over the last two, three months. But if you look at it from six months ago, it's still up 50, 60, 110% from where it was. And then if you look at it from a year ago, it's up even it's up even more than that. It's up upwards of 200% in a lot of cases. So it's just something to keep in mind when everyone's panicking about, oh, the card market's over, the soccer card market is dead, it's dying down. No, it's not. It's just a natural market correction. Things happen. They go down, they go up. It's about timing it. And to wrap this uh, uh, podcast up, I just wanted to do a little bit of mailbag. When will uh, Top Scrum Champions League Sapphire Edition come out? I'm assuming it's looking like to me either the end of this month or sometime in July. No later than July, though, for sure. And that should be a nice product. Sapphire's proven to be pretty popular, but so is this base champions league chrome set it's a much better set design wise i think than last year because the refractor design goes throughout the whole card not just the little sections that's how it was before should i send a messy rookie card to grade to sgc this is more of a discussion about what type of stuff to grade with who if it's a messy rookie card and it's in a least decent shape like you think it'd be like a five or a six or a seven grade or above send to PSA. You're going to see a lot more value there. Anything like a bigger type of card, like a Messi rookie card or a Holland rookie card or a Mbappe rookie card, stuff like that, I'd still, you definitely should be sending to PSA. And if they're high enough, I'd still, I'd be sending an express $300 level or wait till July and PSA opens up a bin. They probably will bring back the $100 level or something like that and then send with that too. But for like the lower level stuff that you want to be quick flipping, like base, rookie base stuff of like prospects from this year's Topps Chrome Champions League set, it's probably not a bad idea to send it to SGC. The grading fees are relatively low. You should get your cards back fast in time for next season, and you'll be some of the first slabs on the market. That being said, anything that is above like $500, $600 in a PSA 10, I'd send a PSA and just wait till they open back up. And then anything that's over like $1,500 to $2,000 in a PSA 9 or 10, I'd probably send Express right now. But yeah. Musiala Refractor from Top Scrum Musiala worth grading when PSA opens. 100%. He is one of the best prospects in Europe. 18-year-olds, and he was starting at attacking center mid for uh, Bayern Munich this year. And he's going to continue that next year. He's one of the best goal-scoring prospects in this uh, Top Scrum Champions League class. Very, very attacking-minded. And he looks, along with Florian Wirtz, to be the future of the German national team. 
And you know what also helps his Topps Chrome UCL card? For some reason, he didn't have a card in the Topps Chrome Bundesliga set. So that makes this Topps Chrome UCL, UCL card his only Topps Chrome rookie, which should add a bit of value to it. So 100% worth grading when PSA opens. Thoughts on Ansu Fati Megacrack's rookie card value in the future? I've said it before on Fati, and I'll say it again. I'm extremely, extremely hesitant on him. His injury history is just awful to see. He was such a talented player, but the amount of knee surgeries he's already had to have, he's they've taken the meniscus out of his knee, which means bone on bone when he's running, which means his career probably won't last very long because of that. I would say there might be a little spike if he comes back and looks okay, but long term, I just I don't think the value will be there, especially with it still being pretty expensive. Yeah, I think there's a lot better places to put your money than on Fati and a lot safer places to do that too. Then uh last question of the mailbag to wrap up this week's episode. Will stickers or cards be more popular for the World Cup? And when's our window to buy before World Cup qualifying matches start up regularly? First, the stickers or cards question. If a player has a rookie card and a rookie sticker from the same year, it's seeming like the card will be the one that is more popular. It's, like it's kind of been proven. Like you look at Holland, his like top scrum Bundesliga card is more popular. Like it's more of a mainstream card than like the, the foosball sticker, even though the sticker is a bit of a higher value because they're rare. But the, the card is more popular. And then if you like compare it to like a like a refractor or Holland Bundesliga, the values there and the, the, the card. But if the player has doesn't have a rookie card but they have a rookie sticker, that sticker will be popular. Look at someone like Kevin De Bruyne, he doesn't have a true rookie card, but he has a true rookie sticker, and that has a lot of value. Or you look at Robert Lewandowski, same thing. So when it's just a true rookie sticker, no true rookie card, the sticker will be very popular. But if the sticker's going up against a true rookie card, then the card will probably win out. The ones are window to buy before World Cup qualifying matches start up regular. I'm assuming this question is geared more towards uh, the U.S. and American card soccer players. What I would say is this. I don't know how much individual games in – U.S. qualifying will really move the needle unless, like, I don't know, Posted scores a hat trick or two goals and an assist or something, and that could cause a bit of a jump, like if he does it against Mexico. But otherwise, are you really going to see the price movement is once they do qualify for the World Cup or it's looking sure that they will, then I think you'll start to see a bit of a jump because people, it'll be mainstream news. Oh, it'll be mainstream news in the U.S. and then, People who aren't normally fully into the soccer card market, but they're American, will think, I got to start loading up on some of these American guys before the World Cup. And then then that's when you'll see a run up. But World Cup qualifying starts in September. And it's a pretty long process. I don't think it wraps up until the end of like March of 2022. So I think there's still plenty of time to be loading up uh, and buying American card players. I think now is actually or in a, a couple of weeks or a month or so, it will actually be a pretty good time because people just aren't really focused on U.S. soccer right now. Actually, now's a good time because you'll have the Gold Cup coming up again and then people will start looking at the U.S. But now no one's eyes are on it. They're just looking at the Euros and then Copa America and then uh, the summer transfer window. So now would be a good time. Um, that's going to do it for this week's video. So always thanks for watching. Like, comment, subscribe. Slap socks. 
DM me if you want to talk soccer cards, any questions, all of that. Thanks for watching and peace.